Which is your favourite type of non-conventional, non-flying movement? If you could move like any animal that can't fly, what would it be? And what super team would you choose to bring back? Welcome to Is A Hot Dog A Sandwich. How are you doing, Ethan? Oh, God. <laughs> Thank you, man. How are you doing? Go for some dramatic pause. Trying to, trying, to, trying to build some tension, build wow. some, uh, build the drama. It's like the super team's in the finals. It's all ready to go. It's all coming down to the wire. Wow. Hey, <laughs> we got to just um, build it. I, I'm, I'm fantastic, man. We've, we've recorded very good podcasts in the last couple of weeks, yeah. um, and I'm excited to, to get into this one. This one came, came to my mind when I was commuting to work. Mm. It's like, how could I get to work in a different way? What would be more fun <laughs> than sitting on a train with 200 plus other people? Um, You're telling me that's not your favourite thing to do? Oh, I, I love it. After, yeah. <laughs> After. <laughs> no. no. no, no, no. <laughs> I have to say that the DLR is a great time. If you're, if, if you're on it when it's not busy, mm. for anybody who doesn't know, the DLR, Docklands Light Railway, is a train that is driverless and goes mm. through some pretty nice areas of London. Yeah. I like to pretend to go to the front to be the driver. <laughs> and that it gets you to Lewisham, which is the most important thing. But, but, but. South East Lewisham. Some, some form of train that gets us to London. Yeah. Um, yeah, movement is an interesting thing. Commuting is a boring thing, mm. but running, cycling, jumping, mm. diving, all of these things are quite fun to do quite rewarding yeah um and anything self-propelled is also fun like i like the idea of boosting and flying and all of this stuff yeah um what would you pick as your conventional travel i was thinking about this yeah. I, and it's it's a very very intriguing thought just to be able to move in a slightly different way yeah. and i was thinking about all the ways we see people move you put together a quite nice list uh dancing uh gymnastics uh climbing running and the one that sticks out to me sticks out to me because of a show I used to watch that was by The Rock. Okay. It was like a, an assault course. I forgot what it's called. It's like called Ultimate Warrior or something uh, like that. Ninja right? Warrior. It wasn't Ninja Warrior. It was, it was pretty much like a rip-off of Ninja Warrior. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, they did this task where you have to go through loads and loads of assault, assault courses okay. pretty much. And the people who always won, without fail, always won, were the boulderers and rock climbers. Okay, just yeah. without a doubt, their upper body, their dexterity, just on their core unmatched they can do anything they want Amazing. they win these things so quickly <laughs> like, it's not even hard for them and so for that reason and that reason alone i'm saying climbing yeah i would I'm love to climb and also the buildings in london mm. the ones that aren't just purely glass <laughs> you know the ones that have been designed further than 20 years back yeah. they all have rugged surfaces yeah. with great texture mm. you could climb you could climb st paul's cathedral i think fairly well if you were a a very, a very good climber, good climber. Yeah. yeah. And you'd be a very, very good climber. I'd put it to the top! So, definitely be climbing, uh, you know, because one, Spider-Man, and two, it would be a whole new way to see the world. There's never a time you can put Spider-Man into an argument, and I'll disagree with you. <laughs> I'll never like, well, no, not Spider-Man. <laughs> so, yes, most definitely Spider-Man. Yeah, and it would just... Yeah, and I think with climbing, you... If you're good at climbing, you yeah. become fearless when it comes to heights yeah um, and i think that'll be one brilliant there's a climber on youtube mm. called uh, magnus midbow okay. um who does a lot of trials with a, a kind of bodybuilder power lifter type um and it's incredible the amount of like grip strength that he has oh. when they compare this to the, i think magnus is maybe like 60 something kilograms and this guy's clear of 100 mm. but they are very close in some regions and like pull-ups magnus is super oh, God, super clear God, of it. Yeah. Um, and he actually appeared on one of the ninja warrior shows and oh, he was amazing yeah. as expected um also one of i think probably both of our favorite 
documentary kind of series of mm. shows one one off and i think it also won an oscar mm. free solo oh yeah, 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 yeah and this is a story of um a man mm. um who climbs i can't remember which um mountain mm. but in, in america one of the most uh, difficult climbs yeah, yeah, yeah. um without any form of support there is no harness there's nothing attaching this person to the wall other than his two hands and his two feet yeah. and his mind yeah um it's an incredible uh, watch as well. yeah it's so, so tense <laughs> yeah. climbing is petrifying climbing actually like i know i'm saying oh, it'll be a good time to go to pools but like i'd get like two stories up and already be like ah. be shaking yeah <laughs> yeah um and there's a point where he has to like jump or like hop yeah and when you're that far yeah. on the ground yeah. <laughs> No support. Like, Best of luck to you. Yeah, exactly. You're just out. And you are really banking on your hands and feet being able to do what you need to do to survive. Yeah. That, is a, that is a life or death moment. Absolutely. You just put yourself in it straight like that. Yeah. Huh. So for me, <laughs> I was introduced to this form of movement in two ways. One was via memes. Mm. And this was parkour. Parkour, parkour, parkour. And the other one was by one of my favourite non like it's not a movie that I would ever class as amazing mm. but it has a special place in my heart and it's District, District. 13 yeah, I knew it. <laughs> Second, yeah District 13 is essentially about gangster free runners yeah. trying to get out of whatever nonsense they're in yeah. um, and also like using their parkour skills to fight people and it yeah. starts with one of my favourite chase scenes maybe second only to like um, the James Bond Casino Royale Ooh. where he jumps from crane to crane which is also parkour yeah. um, and that person Actually, that person also was one of the people who introduced me. Yeah. Um, parkour just has always looked so fun. The ability to just look at a uh, cityscape mm. and say, I'm going to navigate it this way. I'm going to yeah. jump across buildings. I'm going to Assassin's Creed these places. And it, yes. I feel like parkour then became, it influenced games, influenced gaming in a way that was very different. And there was an actual, actually a parkour game, like a, imagine skate but for parkour. So you do like flips and stuff like that. Um, it's just a, such a fun and brilliantly creative form of movement. Mm. And people continuously challenge themselves to jump different gaps or go at different speeds and be the fastest. And it's now transformed into the tag world championships. Or the it world championships. Yeah. People ducking and diving around bars and doing relay races. I keep thinking they're going to bang their heads on those poles, man. They fly. <laughs> the level of control that they have. I almost said gymnasts because they kind of, there's a lot of crossover. But yeah. the, the level of control and agility and the way that they contort their bodies is just yeah. brilliant. So parkour for me. Yeah. Parkour teaches some skills that are really essential to athletic movement uh, flexibility dexterity explosion uh suppleness softness shock absorption all of these things are things that you really find valuable in other movements they they seem to really really push the boundaries of that uh one of my friends was a was a free runner and his knees are done <laughs> his, his whole body he's not old some of them try and do the, the kind of split their hands up and jump up and then they just drop down yeah like from a height from five meters so high on, <laughs> onto 99% of the time concrete yeah. just straight onto the hardest thing you could possibly land on <laughs> they are done but their skills are fantastic yeah. they are mesmerizing to watch and like you said when they're doing it at speed like in the, the tag championships or races it is a pleasure mm. to watch a pleasure Moving on to the next one. Next question. Still in the movement, still in the movement theme because you were inspired. Uh, if you could move like any non-flying animal, what would it be? So, for me, I 
I'm realizing how similar these two answers kind of are. Mm. One is almost the, the almost like the human version of the other. Um, but this one, I I love in cartoons, like kids' cartoons, superhero cartoons, mm. where someone is just like bouncing and like zigging from one place to another, like mm. super agile. You can't even kind of track this person's movement. Yeah. They're splashing around. Even in animes, it's just incredibly cool. And I want like Killua. Yeah, like yeah, Killua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, even that, you know in Hunter x Hunter, yeah. there's that the dude with the sword, um, long hair, black hair, who's like super yeah. fast. The movement's really cool. Yeah. They're really useless because Saitama. Yeah. But it still looks incredibly fun to be that fast. Mm. Um, and this is uh, a Galago, which is also called a bush baby. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so these really small, I think they're monkeys, technically. Um, and they essentially have probably the most concentrated fast twitch muscles I've ever seen in my life <laughs> because they just bound from wall to or surface to surface yeah. um, at speed. They can jump, I think, five times in four seconds up to eight meters in pretty much any direction. And they seem to do it with such ease. Any video I've seen of these bush babies, they're never panting or anything like that. It's like, oh, I'm here now. Mm. How are you doing? Um, they also have incredible night vision. Oh, yeah, and I yeah. could imagine just going around at night, just zipping through these trees, yeah. just causing a little bit of like, just rustling mm. and disturbing some humans. Like, yeah. imagine you're, you've got your campfire and you say, <laughs> <laughs> and they cry as well. Like, oh, so yeah. I'm definitely freaking out some humans getting my own back on. <laughs> they should flipping the script. Worst thing is they're so cute as well. They're so cute, <laughs> but they are menaces. They quite easily could be villains in any story, but they're not because they choose the higher ground every time. Everyone can That's win. good for that. Pixar, shout out to Pixar. Shout that's that's got to happen to you. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know, you know they're listening in. The Bush Baby Gang. How has that not happened yet? Yeah, what is going on? We got a Red Panda movie, but we don't have a uh, Bush, Bush Baby, Baby Gang. No disrespect to Red Panda. Red Panda's a very cute animal. Uh, yeah, I, lo- I love the idea. And we, were, I think we were watching a video on Bush Babies not long ago, and we were watching it. Their, their jumping was phenomenal. They're weightless. They feel weightless. Yes. And they know it. They're, they're, they're smug Flexing. they're smug they know it they're like hey watch me do this you want to see me do it again <laughs> yeah I do but I'm jealous <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's brilliant um, so the one for me uh, this is going to be an interesting one but it's to, to move like a spider okay spiders they are so versatile in, in how they can move they are so versatile and I'm not specifying what type of specif- spider because I don't have the information for that <laughs> so I'm kind of accumulating a few things um, first of all they move sideways so damn fast mm. they can move in any direction from their base incredibly fast yeah. now as a person who plays a defensive back in American football yeah. it'd be really beneficial to be able to move in all of those directions yeah. in all of those different Seriously. ways exactly uh, yeah. like genuinely Spider-Man would be the greatest DB the world has ever seen and this is the second mention of Spider-Man <laughs> in, in his podcast <laughs> he went climbing spider Spider-Man <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise that until right now. It's clearly only one thing on my mind. Um, yeah, and not only that, they can jump pretty high as well. They're not, yeah. as, they're not anywhere near as explosive um, as, as yours, but they, they, they still have really good jumping capabilities, yeah. which I love. And some spiders use their strings as nets to kind of glide. See, I was going to mention that, but I was like, I know we mentioned non-flying. <laughs> yeah. animals, so I was like, that just kind of feels like a cheat. Gliding like, is definitely one of those ones that people, oh, well, it's not technically it's flying, not, yeah. but... But it's something, it's something yeah. to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, but also that uh, there has been there have been times you've seen spiders like floating on water due to surface tension. Yeah. Now, I know I'm not that light. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jesus. 
but for the but for the concept, yeah. I would love to add that con that ability to uh, to walk on water and to float on water. So after the hijinks of trying to move like a different animal, we come to a slightly non-movement related question, mm -hmm. which is. Pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> which super team would you like to bring back? If it was right now, right now, which super team would you like to bring back? So, I really, like the first thought was, who is the kind of arguably the greatest kind of single season team ever to exist? Um, and I went to the Invincibles. Uh -huh. um, my dad is a massive Arsenal fan, mm. and I used to watch matches there every single morning. Mm. Um, I'm a Chelsea fan myself, but I couldn't help but admire that team and mm. like love that team really because they were they just put in effort every single game. And whether it was a draw, a win, whatever, there were no losses obviously that season. Um, the the hustle, ambition, the strive, the, the just talent, the pure talent on that team was amazing. Um, but then also I thought if I bring them back and they do lose, I will feel so upset that that happened <laughs> um, that I don't want that to, to happen. So I, I kind of scrapped the Invincibles. Um, and then I went to uh, my favourite sport, American football. Hey. And this the league over the last 20 years has changed its rules and adapted in a way to suit offences more and more and more over the years. So I went to bring back the greatest single season defensive team on all time to see what they would do, to see how they could take it to the team. And this is the 2000 Baltimore Ravens. Yes, sir, Uncle Ray. Headed up by Ray Lewis. Mm -hmm. um, also featuring Jonathan Ogden. But I would like to put in a caveat, and I need I need your your permission to, to put this in. Okay. Um, they've got Woodson on the team. Yeah. But I want to put... Ed Reed on the team because it yeah. doesn't it can't be the Ravens without Ed Reed as well in my view. Permission granted. Thank you, sir. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, for those who don't know, Ray Lewis was drafted a few years later by them, um, so Ed he Reed. wasn't on this team. But he needs to be on this team. I need to see what they can do in this current league. And Ed Reed and Ray Lewis is maybe the greatest duo, defensive duo of all time. Not, not maybe, is the greatest defensive duo of all time. Um, and I'd love to see them back on the field to see how they. Uh, adapt to the new rules and adapt to the new game because one thing that you could never take away from them was that they were incredibly cerebral on top of their athletic prowess mm. and that is what made them the highest the best of the best the top tier players mm. um, Ray Lewis leads by hundreds and hundreds of tackles the, the um He's got the solo tackle record mm. and Ed Reed is just an interception machine. And with these quarterbacks throwing the ball as much as they are, mm. I think he could set some real records. He, he I think, was fun. one of the greatest returners as well as Woodson mm. um, being one of the greatest returners. Um, I, I need to see that. 10.3 points per game. Can That's do just better? dangerous. That's just dangerous right there. 10.3 yeah. points a game is... Might as well not score at all. Yeah. There's, there, was, there was... My favourite highlight of Ed Reed was against Peyton Manning. Yeah. During the season, uh, against Peyton Manning, on the, Bronco, on the Broncos, yeah. on one of the better teams in the NFL, right? Uh, on one of the greatest offenses of all time. And he purposefully messed up a cover one. Purposely messed up a cover one to get beat in the regular season. So that when they played in the playoffs, he gave Peyton Manning the exact same look, only to be there when Peyton Manning threw the ball and to, and to get a pick. This, this man is so cerebral. He's thinking 10 games ahead. He's not thinking next play. He's not thinking next drive, next quarter. He's thinking... 10 games ahead. He's thinking postseason. He's thinking the season after. That level of confidence to know that you've already made it into the playoffs. 
what six games in? Yeah, amazing. Because he knew he knew Peyton was going to be there, so he's like, "I'm gonna give you something to watch. I'm gonna give you all these things to watch, and I'm gonna change it." Speaking of cerebral, I had I, had, I watched a clip from Kobe the other day. I don't know if you saw it. No, probably not. But um, so he was talking about um, during the regular season, uh, every team obviously has their star, and stars normally get max contracts when they're renegotiating. Mm. So what they would do is. Whoever just got signed on this max contract, yep. they would go to the number two, the guy who hasn't yet got his like contract or break or money, mm. and they would double team him intentionally so he wouldn't get the ball. He'd get kind of like shut out of the game and single team this like max contract superstar mm. in order to sow the seeds of they're double teaming me because I'm the best on the team. I'm the threat. I'm not being given the ball. I should be given the ball. Yeah. Why is that guy yeah. who's just got a big contract getting the ball over me, but he's not really doing it like I am. Yeah. To sow the seeds of doubt oh. in the team mind. That level of deviousness is wow. amazing. That's, that's horrible. <laughs> so Kobe is really the black man, but that was horrible. You could divide a team for the rest of the season just from that. Uh, you know, I need to go back and watch those uh, those mid two thousands Lakers seasons and just watch how they played with it, played with their team, did other teams, and then look at headlines. Yeah. See what the headlines are the game after. Big superstar doesn't score many points, only being single covered. What? Crazy, and you'd, you'd see you'd see ripples in those teams yeah. in those two dynamics. The cracks would show real early. That's petrifying. Um, shout for, also shout out to that two thousand Ravens team, just unstoppable. Yeah. unstoppable. They carried what Steve McNair and Trent Dilfer. Yeah, oh, Trent Dilfer. Even Trent yeah. Dilfer. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was. I asked. I actually asked Ray about that uh, when he came come over. I was like, "How did you take control of this team?" And he was like, "I had nothing. There was nothing else I could do." And that mindset just shows why they went on to be so dominant and Ray went on to be the greatest middle linebacker of, of all time. Yeah. Um, so on, on the, the concept of greatest of all time, I in 2006, I was big into this, this random sport. I'm going to mention it now. You've probably not heard of it called cricket, right? <clears throat> I, I, it's, it's, it's not very popular. It's not very popular. I don't know. Um, and uh, my mum, the wonderful woman that she is, she took me to see... Uh, Pakistan versus a World Eleven at the Oval just down the road. And it was such an incredible thing because Pakistan were the 2020 team to beat. They had some incredible players. Inzamam, Al-Huk, Shahid Afridi, Shahab Akhtar. These were all ridiculously good players. And then on the other hand, you had the World Eleven. Brian Lara, the second to third greatest test batsman of all time. Sachin Tendulkar, the greatest test batsman uh, of all time. MS Dhoni, uh, greatest wicketkeeper of this generation, but also still playing. This was in 2006. He was on the World Eleven as the best wicketkeeper. He's still playing for the Chennai Super Kings, yeah. who won the IPL last year. Shout out to my Chennai Super Kings. And the game was, was, was delayed massively because of rain. So it went from being a, a 2020, so mm. 20 overs each, to 10 overs each, which kind of just turned into a, a, every <laughs> single shot was just massive. Slugfest. Yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, Pakistan won in an incredible, incredible feat. They needed like 40 runs off the last two overs, which is the most you can get in a single over so is 36. Yeah, to get 40 runs. Wow. Uh, thank you for the clarification. Um, it's incredible. Shida Freedy, yeah. who at the time was this incredible uh, just slogger, just hits the ball as hard, treated cricket like baseball pretty much. Um, got them, got them thirty-one runs wow. in seven balls, and then got out. So they needed nine, nine or four, and they won with I think two balls to go. Jesus. So it's incredible. But the the reminiscing that brought me to the concept of I think we need, and this is the super team I'm going to bring back. The concept is World Elevens. We haven't seen World Elevens mm-hmm. properly for so 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 long 
I want to see a uh, World Eleven cricket team. I want to see a World Eleven uh, soccer team, football team. Like, really, who is the, who's the World Eleven right now in the, in, in the soccer world? Because that would cause so many fights, right? That would cause <laughs> so many arguments. Because you can only have one person at this position. You can only have one person at that position. Everybody's going to fight over that stuff. And then see, oh, are they really the best? Pit two World Elevens against each other. See which team actually is the best. Yeah. There was, I'm pretty sure in rugby, they mm. used to do... Um, Basically, Northern Hemisphere versus oh, yeah. Southern Hemisphere. So it'd basically be Six Nations versus Three Nations. Oh, yeah. Um, but three Australia, nations, three nations wins, New Zealand, <laughs> and South, South Africa, Africa the, 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 pretty much the teams that have dominated all of the world championships yeah. coming together yeah. makes for a formidable team. Oh, yeah. And then to go up against the, this, I guess, European consortium of teams mm. um, always makes, an in, it makes for an interesting matchup. But as you can imagine, it's... Yeah. Can be often quite one-sided. Yeah, um, and I think a thing I noticed with the, with those with with rugby and also a little bit with soccer is different playing styles depending on where you're from. Yes, and that kind of challenge I think really comes into play because the way that I know that the the New Zealand and the South African rugby teams play, I'm not sure too too clearly on the Australian, but they're incredibly fast. They're really strong. They're incredibly fast. Whereas, for example, in the Six Nations just gone, France won the Six Nations because yeah. they were the biggest team by far. Yeah. So I would love to see that matchup of of size versus speed and how they would they would play out those different combinations you could throw out what i think is so unfair is that new zealanders are huge yeah. but they're also incredibly yeah. fast yeah. um my new zealand typically play much more of possession heavy mm. territory controlling no not territory controlling possession heavy rugby mm. they pass it a lot they rarely kick it they mm. Just go for, we're going to break you. <laughs> we're going to outpace you. We're going to outskill you. We are better passers. We are more fluid than you are. Mm. And we will beat you. Mm. And they have just been dominant. The All Blacks, probably oh, yeah. one of the most dominant, probably the most dominant stretch in terms of like length of time. Yeah. Um, any team in the, ever. That, yeah. that I know of. Any yeah. team at that any, level. Yeah, any yeah. team. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, so it'd be great. Also, it'd be interesting to see, because like you say, they're such a dominant team. Yeah. Would, they, would their individual players be as dominant if there was only three of them? Yeah. In, in, in a unit like a Southern Hemisphere team. And we would see all these things, right? You see Messi at PSG and people are like, oh, he's not as effective because he's not a Barcelona, but Ronaldo's doing it with Juventus and United. And all those conversations come into play when you're choosing a World eleven. It would create so much controversy, just the lineup being called out alone. Yeah, I think a Northern versus Southern Hemisphere would be fantastic. South America, with their superstars, you've got Messi, uh, Neymar. Brazil, Argentina. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, this could be yeah. this could be. and. Africa as well, like yeah, Africa, yeah, yeah. The countries of Africa, like yeah. um, Ivory Coast, Ghana, Cameroon, all have mm. just amazing. Egypt, yeah. Mo Salah, is Mo he, Salah, is and he below the Southern Hemisphere. I feel yeah. like he's just above Ooh, it. Maybe, yeah. well, I don't know. But that'll be interesting. Mo Salah <laughs> in the Northern yeah. Hemisphere, team would that be sort unfair. of division, yeah. Because <laughs> I guess it'd be Mo Salah versus uh, Mane again. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mane. <laughs> um, Replay of uh, Afcon. Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely incredible scenes yes. whoever's organising these international sports committees mm. sort it out sort pull it these out. World 11 teams together please pull your finger out exactly we want to see what's happening uh, guys it's been is a hot dog a sandwich I think this has been really fun and the concepts have been really really fun what what would be your favourite type of what is your favourite type of non-conventional non-flying movement mm. uh, what animal would you like to, to move like that isn't just soaring in the sky and what super team would you like to bring back I'm so happy you mentioned the Invincibles that was just, <laughs> I didn't want to do it as an answer <laughs> because Arsenal fans never stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was like, you know, I'm not going to do it for this uh, Where can they find us, Mr. Ethan? So Kate. find us at Is a Hot Dog a Pod on Instagram. 
and TikTok. Mm-hmm. Find us at Is a Hot Dog a Sandwich on our YouTube and Facebook. Mm-hmm. And all sh- podcast streaming platforms. We have been Is a Hot Dog a Sandwich. We love you. We are over and out. Peace.